0: Ever wondered why an ad for a mortgage product, or a new car, or a retirement pension uses a song that takes you back to your youth? It's pure psychology. Research shows that the music you listen to between the ages of around 13 to your mid-20s is the music that stays with you forever. And marketing people use that to get you to think about those special moments of your youth, and so they can sell you something you probably don't need. It's pure capitalism, or as Karl Marx would have said, the commodification of everything, even your most cherished memories and emotions. But why does the music we listen to when we're young play such a part in our lives? Can it be used to unlock not just your youthful energy and optimism, but to help you in the challenging moments that test you, as well as help you reset your mind to face what you need to do today, tomorrow or next year? And can it even help someone come out of a coma? The answer to both questions is yes. Even music like this.
1: Fuck you! I represent the of the nation and I think the whole generation of- Don't want to receive a laceration. You best be moving along and passing us by.
0: this episode of the South MIMS U podcast, we're going to look at the psychology of the music of our teens and tell the story of Harry Wiseman and his love of the band Twisted Nipple. Last week, I visited Harry in hospital. He is in a coma after a car accident which took place on the road to St Albans about a month ago. I talked to his sister Cheryl, who also happens to be a psychologist.
2: Harry was on his way to an open mic night in St Albans. Some guy came out of a side road too fast. Now Harry's in a coma. It's just so random. Right, well, it's tragic. It re- really is tragic. That's why I want to find music by the band he loved back when he was 17. It was a local band, Twisted Nipple, a kind of post-punk, new wave, category-defying band which never made it to the big time. But Harry really loved, I mean, really loved them. Cheryl's problem
0: was that she couldn't get hold of Harry's collection of rare, twisted-nipple recordings. He'd locked them in a small safe at his house, and no-one but Harry knew the combination. So, at the prompting of the head of our music department here at South Mims, Trent Maunder, we decided to track down any recordings we could find to enable Cheryl to play the music to Harry. The problem was, those recordings were exceedingly rare which is probably why Harry had put them in his safe. Before we get into the story of Twisted Nipple and our search for their recordings, let's establish why the music of our teens is so important to us and how it could trigger someone
2: to come out of a coma. I sat down with Cheryl to find out. You hear a song. The hairs on the back of your neck tingle. A shiver runs from the top of your head and down your back. Suddenly you're back in a sweaty crowd, bouncing to the classic track of your youth but now you're a 50-something version of yourself. But deep inside, you're still that 15, 16, 17-year-old kid on the cusp of your first kiss, or the sudden realisation that life can be good and that you have a future. And it all happens within the first few bars of that song, whatever that song is. And unfortunately, it's what advertisers also know, which is why your attention is grabbed when you hear that song from the TV, and look up and it's a car ad, or an ad for an insurance company, or of a law firm offering to write your will. That's the only time it gets really depressing.
0: I know, I know, it happens to me with any Bowie song.
2: But why does it happen? Our most powerful memories are usually the most emotional ones. The moments in time when you experience love, fear, disgust, disappointment, joy, success, triumph. The moments that really make a mark on your life and your psyche. And many of those moments happen when you're young, mostly during your teens and early twenties, when your brain is still very plastic.
0: It's also when you do many important things for the first time, like you said. You know, the first kiss, the first concert, the first time away from home.
2: Music is pure emotion. And when you hear it the first time, it becomes an indelible marker for that first kiss, for instance. And then whenever you hear that song, the first kiss returns for good or ill. <laughs>
0: well, for me, that was uh, Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie. Smells like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. <laughs> Those songs reveal our respective ages. But when we listen to them, we're young again. Yeah, as you say, for good or ill. Um, Nirvana is a bit strange for
2: a first kiss, though. It's a long story. It was a grunge romance that didn't go anywhere. OK, so what is happening in the brain? The synapses are firing intensely, and the music imprints itself on an emotional bed of neurons. It's not quite right scientifically, but it's how I like to describe it. What that contributes to is what psychologists call a remembrance bump. A bump? Yes. The brain seems to store musical memories in a more resilient way than other memories. So that means that as you age, those memories are less liable to fade or get mixed up with other memories.
0: Which is why older people can remember tunes and lyrics even when they start to forget where their keys are or or even the names of their friends, right?
2: Yes. Music plays a big role in helping patients with early-onset dementia to get a handle on who they are and who the people around them are. You can go into an old people's home and ask them about their lives and they'll mix things up. But play some music or even mention the title of a song and they'll remember the tune, the lyrics and what they were doing when they first heard it. And that's why it helps coma patients? We think so, yes. It's been well documented that playing songs to coma patients can unlock a response. Even if it doesn't wake them from the coma, it will start to generate responses which can be helpful. Doctors often recommend that relatives play music that has a special meaning to the patient. It's known as a salient stimulus, which is something that's familiar and emotionally important. Music is an immensely powerful stimulus for the brain, and so it's been known to cause people to come out of a coma completely. And that's what I want to do for Harry. We're we're, we're going to try and help. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. I, I don't know much about Twisted Nipple. I, I hate the name, by the way, but if they were important to Harry, then all that matters is to try and use their music to help him.
0: We'll do our best.
2: So that became
0: our quest. We began by searching the archives of the local papers here in South Bend and St Albans, and we established some simple facts. Twisted Nipple was a three-piece band led by Dirk Dirigible, That wasn't his real name, of course. He was born Holden Nideregger in Schenectady, New York, in 1959. His family came to live in Hertfordshire in 1975, when his father, Max, got a job in the diplomatic service. It's rumoured he could have worked for the CIA, but no-one has ever been able to prove it. To continue the story, I went back to Trent Maunder, our head of music at South Mims, and a man who actually knew Holden. Uh, Trent, uh, could you tell us about Dirk, please?
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, where do I start? Well, at the beginning, maybe. Oh, well, OK, sure, sure. Well, well, Holden and I were at college together here at South Mims. What, Holden was at South Mims U. Yeah, yeah, he was studying history. His dad insisted he do something serious. Music was not serious. The chances of you becoming the fifth Beatle or something were like, well, zero. Uh, So Holden bit the bullet and studied uh, feudalism or something really old.
0: Okay, but but he really wanted to be in a band, right? He always
3: wanted to be in a band. And it was only, well, probably a month after we started, he said, but we should start a band, a punk band. He already had the name he wanted to use. Where did uh, Dirk Dirigible come from then? Well, he, he had this tortuous justification for it. Dirk doesn't come from some Dutch or German guy, but from a dagger, a long-bladed Scottish dagger. <laughs> no, I'd never heard of that either. Holden was, or is, a clever guy.
0: And the Dirigible? Well,
3: He said it sounded vaguely Australian, like oh didgeridoo. But it's also an airship. One you can steer. And he said his dad was trying to steer him away from his true identity, like a, like a floating thing. And Dirk, well, that was the dagger that would puncture his dad's control.
0: Well, that is quite torturous. But it sort of makes sense, strangely. And Dirk always made sense. He said that we should do
3: punk because you only needed three chords. And that made it easier to just get a bunch of songs together and play. And what about the name of the band? Oh, well, that started out as Twisted Circus. (laughs) I like that, because it suggested images, you know, strange circus acts. And I imagine this great album cover. But Dirk didn't think it was hard enough or funny enough. He wanted the name to get attention. And you always get attention, well, when you twist someone's nipple.
0: Right, well, and and the name has become a classic. (laughs)
3: Well, a classic in these parts. We made just one album, and that's Lost now. The master tapes disappeared, and all we have is demo tapes and a couple of live recordings.
0: Oh, the recordings that Harry has in his safe, maybe?
3: Oh, yeah, probably. Dirk has them, I think. I, in fact, I know Dirk has them. And, you know, Dirk was great with our fans. We did have fans. And, you know, we got into papers like NME and Melody Maker, which were big back in the late 70s and 80s, If you got into those papers, you were on the way to, well, something. Um, We almost supported New Order once, and the dams were interested. They liked the set that we did in Milton Keynes.
0: And Harry was was a big fan, wasn't he? (laughs) He was our biggest. He was just a kid, but he
3: really connected with Dirk and Dirk's musical sensibility. You know, if he'd played an instrument, he'd have got into the band. But Twisted Nipple didn't last long, though, did it? No, no, two years, maybe a few months, over two years. You know, it was great while it lasted. Once we broke up, I took my studies seriously and ended up, well, um, head of music here
0: at South Mims. I sense there's a uh, there's a but in there somewhere, Trent.
3: Mm. But those two years were amongst the best in my life. I have no regrets, uh, but you played one of Dirk's songs... And I'm right back there, an acne-ridden student with greasy hair and a whole life before me. The remembrance bump is strong. Extraordinarily strong. I imagine you want to speak to Dirk, right? I mean, to Holden.
0: If I could, that would be great. I mean, we, we need a tape of some of Twisted Nipple's songs to try and help Harry, though. I'll see what I can do. Trent sent me a message a few hours after our conversation that he'd managed to track down Dirk... And had a number which could lead directly to him. In the meantime, I contacted Cheryl to see how Harry was.
2: All his vital signs are as good as can be expected, but he's not responding to our voices or to any kind of stimuli. How's the search for Dirk going?
0: I'm hoping to get a number from our head of music. He played bass in Twisted Nipple. Doesn't he
2: have any recordings?
0: Strangely, no. He told me how Harry and Dirk became friends, though.
2: Yes. Dirk was around ten years older. Harry worshipped Dirk, but they were friends too. It wasn't just a musician and a fan. They became friends.
0: Isn't that also a big reason why music is so powerful at that young age?
2: Yes, it is. Research shows that the music you like when you're a teen defines who you are and who you want to make friends with. You make your first really strong bonds with people who are not related to you through music. That's another reason why certain songs and bands stay important to you throughout your life.
0: OK, well, I'll be in touch when I've made some progress.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: I waited three days and nothing happened. I didn't hear from Trent, nor from Dirk. Then, on the fourth day, as I was about to contact Trent again, the phone rang. <phone <rings> Hello, South You podcast.
1: Look outside your door.
0: Sorry, uh, who is this?
1: Just look outside your door. There's a packet.
0: Dirk? Holden? Is that you?
1: It's tape in the packet. You make sure Harry gets well. Bye.
0: No, Dirk? Dirk? I found a reused padded envelope outside the door to the studio. It had two reel-to-reel tapes in it and a cassette. This is the first thing on tape one. take me back to the early 80s. There's a raw quality to it. Sure, you could say it's heavily influenced by, well, anything from the Sex Pistols to television to songs by Johnny Thunders and the and his Heartbreakers. But given more luck and maybe better production, Dirk Dirigible and Twisted Nipple could have been contenders. Let's listen to another song.
1: that tone when you talk to me, don't stare at me on the bus, if you wanna keep all 32 teeth, then don't mess with us, I wanna be just like me.
0: like me, was Harry's favourite. Just a few days after receiving the tapes, I got a phone call.
1: You're making a podcast, right?
0: I am. Is that is that you, Dirk?
1: Yeah, hold it. I use Holden now. I was born Holden. So, you know, I mean, no one even knows I was Dirk DeRidgewell.
0: W- would you like to do an interview for the show?
1: Uh, no. Uh, I-, I don't know.
0: We'd set up a Zoom call, if you like.
1: No, I, I, I don't do Zoom. No, Dirk? Oh,
0: Dirk? Oh. After that call, I realised that Dirk probably didn't know about Harry. I texted him to let him know. He texted back that he would agree to a short Zoom call. He'd have to do it from his friend's house because he didn't believe in computers. Finally, I got to see Dirk, and he looks like any ageing rock star should a mix between John Lyden, Keith Richards, and strangely, Tom Hanks. Don't ask me why, he just does. Do we have to have the camera on? You don't have to. You can turn the camera off if you want to. Jesus, how the hell do you turn the camera off? There's a, there's a camera icon. You just kick, click on it at the bottom of the screen. Oh, too difficult.
1: You look like a nice guy, so look, I don't mind looking at you.
0: So, uh, you didn't know about Harry? Nah.
1: Wish I'd known earlier. Poor guy. Such a sweet guy. I mean, he was loyal and he was bright and, you know, he helped me write that song. Which song's that? Just like me. We were packing up after playing in a pub over in Berkhamstead and he said, I mean, these are his exact words. After a gig, I feel more... Like me, just like me. That's what I want all the time, to feel just like me. I thought that was like totally philosophical, you know, profound. Most of the time, we don't feel like ourselves, our true selves, because you're at work or you're trying to fit in with your mates or with your family. You You know what I mean. I do. You're right. It is profound. But music, you know, music is what helps you feel like you, the real you you find the music that really connects with your soul and it's what makes you feel really like you. That's why I wrote that song.
0: And it's why music sticks with you always, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's deep in your soul. When when I listen to that song, it's like I'm back in that pub. I can even smell a stale beer, the stale smoke, a stale me from 1981.
0: Well, that's what our podcast is about, How the music you listen to when you're young stays with you always.
1: I thought it was about trying to get Harry out of his coma.
0: Well, it it has turned into that, yes.
1: That's all that matters. You go play that song to Harry right now. Uh, Do you want to do it? It's not my place. You give the tape to his sister and you get that boy back, you hear? Let me end this fucking thing. Uh, You just press end. That's a good title for a song. I might just... uh...
0: Dirk? Dirk? Dirk clearly had mastered Zoom well enough to end the call. And he was right. The priority was not this podcast, but to try and get Harry back from, well, wherever his spirit was. And that's what we tried to do next.
2: OK, so the tape machine is set up. Where did you find that old thing? Oh, it's from our our music department. OK, I hope this works.
0: It might not work the first time. I mean, it, I think it can take a quite a time to have an effect. Let's just play it. OK, well, well, we'll try the less punky version first. This isn't so bad. Harry actually had a hand in writing it, or at least he sparked the inspiration for this
2: song. Really? He never told me. Wait! Look! Look! He's moving his eyes. It's working. Oh, oh my God, it's working. Harry? Harry? Harry, oh, my God, Harry!
0: Music can define your life, or at least your youth. It can unlock your hopes and dreams and soothe your doubts and ease your pain. The music you encounter when you're young will stay with you forever. And it's important to use it to refresh your weary soul and to re-energize your flagging spirits and feel young again, not necessarily in body, but in mind. And it might even save your life. So get nostalgic. And if you're of a mind, check out Twisted Nipple. What have you got to lose? Goodbye.